Hey, girlfriend, and welcome to Candace Barber, the podcast. I'm your host, Candace. I'm a wife and mother to three beautiful children. I live by the quote, speaking your truth gives others permission to do the same. So this podcast is being created to share with you my truth and bring you beautiful women sharing their motherhood journey in a very raw and relatable way. I'm also here to help you to get to know yourself and teach you how to be a spiritual babe in the modern world. I'm a psychic medium, Reiki practitioner and life coach and I believe the key to happiness is truly understanding and loving who you are. I will be sharing with you what I know and what I've learned so far on my journey to self in weekly episodes called Thoughts on Thursdays. So with all that being said, let's jump into today's episode. This has been such a long time in the making for me and I'm so excited and a bit nervous to actually be doing this. This podcast is going to be an amazing platform to be able to share with you other mothers, stories, inspire you, help you to find yourself in motherhood and I'll explain a little bit why that's so important to me as I tell my story about my own motherhood journey. So with this episode I just want to give you my motherhood journey so far in a nutshell so you can really start to get to know me and you'll know that I've been through quite a lot as a mum. We all have to be honest and I will be taking out bits and pieces and be doing solo episodes uh, once a month just so we can further dive into things that I've learned through my journey. Allow me to formally introduce myself. My name is Candace. I'm a 32-year-old mum of three and wife to an incredible man named Kyle. I live on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria. My children are William, who's four and a half, Lala, her name's actually Kyla, who's 19 months old, and my little baby Axel, who I call Axie, who is only two months old. I just can't believe he's already two months old. My motherhood journey started not like many other women i guess i was 23 years old and i started getting very irregular periods so i went to my doctor just to go and check out what was going on he told me from there after having multiple tests done scans done that i had severe polycystic ovarian syndrome and i was almost 24 and he told me that the closer that i got to 30 the harder it was for me to have a baby that I wouldn't be able to conceive a baby very well but it didn't really bother me because I had just come out of a pretty rocky relationship probably about a year prior and even though I was with Kyle we didn't really discuss kids but it wasn't really something that I wanted to do just because of all the things that had happened with my breakup anyway I was really upset just mainly because my body wasn't working as a you know woman's body should work and I went home and I told Kyle about the fact that you know I had PCOS and you know I didn't really want kids and that was okay however Kyle turned around to tell me very lovingly and very daringly that if I didn't want to have children that he wasn't sure that we could keep going with our relationship which was crazy because we had just bought a house you would think that getting that far into a relationship that you would know these things by now but we really haven't had that conversation anyway to cut a long story short I decided that I loved him enough to trust him enough to to have a baby with him so we came off contraception immediately and started trying for a baby it took 18 months to have William to conceive him and during that time I was never under any pressure because I didn't really want to have a baby it was Kyle he would get really upset when I got my periods and I wasn't really getting them very often I was getting them maybe every six weeks and I remember one time I went six months between periods and it was crazy and I went to go see my doctor a few times and he finally said if you don't get pregnant 
by your next period, I'm going to send you off to a fertility specialist and we're going to start medications. And I was like, okay. And that's when I started to get a little bit scared because I don't know, it just felt really scary. Like what is a fertility treatment? I wasn't really too sure even of what that was. Anyway, lo and behold, I fell pregnant with Will. From the moment that I found out that I was pregnant, I was utterly shocked that I was just overcome with love. I was so ready to become a mum and so excited and I loved being pregnant. I was one of those unicorn mums who had no morning sickness, was barely tired, the cravings weren't that bad, you know, everything went really, really well. I didn't really have any issues until I got up to about 37 weeks. I was in the public system with Will and I was seeing my GP through my pregnancy and I had a midwife student who was following me who was my friend as well anyway at this 37 week appointment I seen a doctor that I'd never seen before and he put his hands on my belly and he said oh how long has your baby been breech for I didn't really know a lot about what a breech baby was but I knew that breech meant having a c-section which I was absolutely terrified about having and I snapped at him and immediately said my baby is not breech turns out I was wrong we had a ultrasound and William was breech. He was a footling breech which is apparently one of the most dangerous types of breech babies because their feet are in your cervix area and if your waters break they can come through. Anyway I'm not a midwife. At that point the doctor offered me two options. The first one was to have an ECV I believe it's called where they turn the baby. The second one was to have a c-section and when he went through the risks of turning the baby Kyle and I got a bit scared because we knew how hard it was for us to fall pregnant and we would have hated for anything to happen to Will. So we booked in for a C-section two weeks later and I was absolutely devastated. Fast forward to William's birth. I thought I was going into labor two days before the section, the C-section was scheduled. Turns out he actually just turned himself. So he was a big baby at 38 weeks and four days, turned himself to be head down. And we actually went into labor three days before his actual due date. His labor was horrible. It, there wasn't many positives that I can even tell you about that now, except that I birthed a healthy baby. I was mismanaged. The labor was 40 hours and I ended up having an emergency C-section. But at the end of the day, I had my beautiful little boy. I will go through my birth stories eventually, but I just want to give a nutshell of what's happened to me so far to just help you to get to know me a little bit more. With William, I never wanted to breastfeed. I never seen my mum breastfeed. She was never able to get breast milk and I'm the oldest to five children and I never seen her feed so I was like yep no I'm just gonna go straight to formula and not breastfeed however when William was born I instinctively just put him on my boob it was just the most primal thing I've ever experienced and it was a bit shocking for me and Kyle because I was just so adamant on not breastfeeding but anyway it was a really beautiful thing and we ended up combination feeding him because I didn't really know much about breastfeeding I didn't know what demand feeding was I didn't know anything about it and so breastfeeding a baby when you know nothing about it was really hard and we breastfed for about four months until he breast refused me and that was honestly one of the most difficult things I have ever gone through I still get really upset when I talk about it in detail after having him around that four month mark something really strange happened to me I know a lot of my friends when they go into motherhood they always tell me I'm just ready to be a mum I'm ready to have a baby and I've never been able to relate to that when I was having William because I was pretty much forced to be a mum in the best way I might add I don't regret my family for a second I love them I'm so glad that Kyle convinced me to be a mum but I never had that want to be a mum However, when Will was four months old, I started to get what I think that every other mum gets with their first baby. There was something missing. 
there was a soul missing from my family. And at four months postpartum, Kyle and I made the decision to try for our second baby. I hadn't got my period back yet and we weren't sure if it was going to take a long time to fall pregnant again. And I'm looking back so grateful that we started then. Fast forward 12 months from that point and I still hadn't got my period. There was something going on. I was changing. Something was just not right. I kept seeing my GP and he kept telling me that it was normal, that I needed to lose weight because I'm not a small girl and that if I lost weight with PCOS, my period would come back, but it wasn't. I ended up going to see a new GP because I just knew in my body something wasn't right and I was sick to death of people telling me that I just wasn't feeling right because this is what it felt like after having a baby, that you just didn't feel like yourself again, but I wasn't ready to settle for that. And thank God, after about 27 blood tests, every test under the sun, ECGs, heart monitoring, scans, brain scans, ultrasounds, everything, we found out that I had a benign pituitary gland tumor. The pituitary gland is actually the master hormone regulator of the body and it does control the sex hormones that you need to fall pregnant and have a period. My infertility journey is a little bit different from others and I can relate and can't relate to a lot of the trying to conceive community because I know that mamas who want babies are desperate not to get their period and fall pregnant but for me after not having a period for so long and not knowing if I was ovulating my pituitary gland was stopping me from having a period. I was desperate for my period. I wanted my period to know that my body was working that I could actually fall pregnant. What was happening is that my pituitary gland was producing a hormone called prolactin and prolactin is responsible for breastfeeding and the old wives tale of you're not breast when you're breastfeeding that you won't get your period is somewhat true. My prolactin levels were so high that my body thought that I was still breastfeeding and it stopped my period from coming. I had to go and see an endocrinologist and start on medication to bring down the prolactin levels enough so I could fall pregnant to get a period and fall pregnant and ovulate so that took a very long time and two years after that want to start having another child when William was a baby we finally fell emotional. we finally fell pregnant with Kyla during that two years it was really tough but I chose to try and go through this infertility battle with a positive mindset because I didn't want my baby born while I was hating my body I just couldn't believe we were pregnant. It was the most amazing feeling and I just was so overwhelmed with happiness and gratitude for my body. A decision that I made very early on and Kyle was hugely backing of this as well and he wanted this just as much as I did was to go private with this baby. We didn't want to go back to the hospital that I had birthed at William at so we went private. And I had an obstetrician who is absolutely incredible. And the great thing about her is that she's very, very supportive of VBACs. A VBAC is a vaginal birth after a cesarean section. So all through my pregnancy, me and my obstetrician were working super hard to prep myself, my body, my mindset to give birth to this baby out of my lady parts. And I ended up getting that. I ended up having a VBAC and it was beautiful and magical and so goddamn healing from the traumatic experience that I had with William. All through that pregnancy, everyone kept telling me, the next birth will heal you. And I was so sick to death of hearing that if I'm going to be completely honest, but it really did. The moment she was born, it was just like this 
magic just came over me and it was just a beautiful moment. I felt like I was able to get the birth that I wanted with William with my daughter. The postpartum period with Kyla was really hard. She not only had severe colic, but I had terrible postnatal depression. And I went through that for about six months. I was seeing a psychologist and really, really, really struggling. I just want to say that through this time, I ended up doing a course with a beautiful woman named Claire Hill. And it was called like Increase Your Spirituality or something. I wasn't sure about what the actual course was. But I was depressed and I needed to get out of the house and I love personal and spiritual development. At that point of my life, I loved using crystals and oracle cards and journaling and meditating, but I wasn't fully dived into the world. So when this course came up, I was like, hell yes, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go for it. It's five hours a week that I'm out of the house for a night, away from my family, away from the baby, away from the screaming and just have some time for me. And Kyle was so, so, so supportive of this. When I rocked up at that course with Claire Hill, I discovered that it was a discover your psychic abilities course, not a find your spirituality course. And I was just sitting there going, oh my God, I'm not a psychic. I don't know anything about being a psychic, but I stayed because I really wanted that time to myself. Halfway through that course, Claire actually turned to me and said, Candice, you're psychic. You know that you could do this for a living. And I was just like, what the hell? So during the depths of my depression, I found out that I was a psychic and it was like I had come home, that I understood myself. After doing that course and speaking with Claire, I discovered that what I did, how I felt, how I thought, what I saw, what I heard, what I felt was not normal. It's not what everyone else feels, sees, hears. And a lot of my life made so much sense. And I do believe that that was getting to know myself was a pivotal point in the recovery to my PND, which is postnatal depression. So here I was getting to know myself, seeing my psychologist, Kyla's colic was easing, my mental health was getting better and about six months postpartum, I was feeling amazing. I was killing it with two kids, killing it in a good way. I was just smashing life. I was really happy. Kyla was free of colic. William was doing amazing and everything was good. A month later, I found out that I was pregnant with my third baby and it almost broke me. During my pregnancy with Kyla, my obstetrician made it very clear to me that I was getting older and that my fertility issues were not only one but two issues now that she didn't think that I was going to have a very successful time falling pregnant again. And if I wanted to have another baby, I needed to make that decision very soon. It was very clear to Kyle and I that the chances of falling pregnant naturally with a third baby was very, very slim. And the fact that we would need fertility treatment, more invasive fertility treatment, was going to be a very real and likely option for us. However, after Kyla was born and the absolute hell that I had been through, I really wasn't sure that I wanted a third baby. It was just something that I just didn't think that I could handle. So when I fell pregnant seven months after I gave birth to Kyla, I was absolutely devastated. I was not happy. I really struggled. For the first 15 to 20 weeks of that pregnancy with Axel, I was a mess. I was crying. I was fearful. I was anxious. I really was stuck in between this horrible want of not wanting to be pregnant, but being absolutely fearful of causing something to happen to the baby. It was a horrible place to be in. 
during that time I needed something really positive to focus on because at the same time COVID was happening and I just needed something to get me out of the dumps and that's when I decided to really launch my business. I did my first course, I learned how to do Reiki, I started doing Reiki and readings and courses and coaching and it was absolutely amazing and it really did help me get through that time until I started getting really excited for my baby and for the pregnancy. I really did struggle a lot being pregnant though physically with a baby and a toddler and COVID and my husband who worked in the local hospital who was exposed to COVID. It was really, really hard. Towards the end of the pregnancy, Axel again was not in a very good position, just like his brother and his sister. I forgot to mention that Kyla was a transverse baby, which is lying sideways for most of the pregnancy, but thankfully she turned by herself at the last minute, like her big brother. However, Axie was very chill, just bouncing around in there. He went from breach to transverse to head down to breach again, transverse, head down and by 37 weeks, while I was at the peak of my anxiety because of what was happening in the world at the time, he became breach and he stayed there. We had a discussion with my obstetrician about our choices and again we could have an ECV to turn the baby manually from the outside or go and have a C-section. After having a c-section and then giving birth vaginally you could imagine that i just did not want to have a c-section i really wanted to have another natural birth like i had with kyla so at that point kyle and i decided to have an ecv where we would turn the baby to go head down and see what happened we did that that day and we had a very successful turn and he stayed head down he just never engaged the cheeky little bugger but apparently that's common for third time mums by 38 weeks, I was a mess. I wanted the baby out, COVID was really bad, that my anxiety level was crazy, but he just wasn't engaged enough to make that safe. And then at 39 weeks, I was induced with him due to my mental health problems. I ended up having the best birthing experience with him and I had another VBAC and it was amazing. It was the best thing. I just remember sitting there going, oh my God, I just pushed another baby out and I didn't know what we were having with Axel and it was just the most beautiful moment. After having him, I'm now 10 weeks postpartum. I am free of any mental health issues associated with his birth, no postnatal depression, no postnatal anxiety, and I'm just free and I feel absolutely amazing. So that brings us to this moment right now. And I haven't really told you why I've started the podcast when I was pregnant with William and when I had Will, I struggled a lot just like any other mum did. You know, we had bad days, we had good days and everything in between. And I remember on Instagram, there were some people that I followed and sometimes they would open up and tell their stories about how they're having a crappy day or little things that were happening. And I had these light bulb moments all the time of going, oh my God, I'm not the only one who thinks like this. I'm not the only one who feels these things. And it made me feel normal and inspired me to start telling my truths, my everyday feelings to inspire and other mothers and make them feel less alone. And that is why this podcast is here. I want to bring you stories of not only my motherhood journey, but other people's motherhood journey to give you something to listen to, to go, holy shit, I'm not the only one who goes through this. I also think it's really important that we know as 
women that we go through different things but we're all going through the same thing at the same time it doesn't matter if you breastfeed or bottle feed you gave birth vaginally or via c-section whether you do baby with leaning to feed your baby or feed them purees whether you sleep train or don't sleep train or whatever the experience is it doesn't matter what you're going through because we're all going through it together just in different situations So I wanted to build a community here on this space, on this podcast and extend it outside of my Instagram family. The other thing I wanted to do here and what I will start doing over time when I do get more time because being a mom of three is very busy as you would understand and some of you may know. My first goal is to start bringing you weekly episodes with women sharing their stories. They should be about 45 minutes to an hour long and you will really love them because I've absolutely loved interviewing these women so far. And as I get more time and this becomes easier for me, I will be doing a second episode per week to help you try to discover who you are as a woman outside of motherhood. When I had William, I lost my purpose massively. I'm a nurse by trade, by day, I'm an intensive care nurse. And if you had told me five years ago that I wouldn't want to be a nurse anymore, I would laugh at you. But now here I am, five years later, telling you I don't want to be a nurse anymore. I've always wanted to help people and nursing has been a very big fulfilling part of me for a very long time. But when I had children, I realized that I wanted to be home for the public holidays. I wanted to be home at Christmas, but also I wanted to help people in a different way, but I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that was because I didn't really know who I was after having a baby. I feel that as you enter motherhood, you lose yourself to find yourself again. And I have been on a journey of self-discovery for the last four and a half years since my beautiful boy has been born. Each child, I believe, changes you and helps you to try and come onto the path that you're supposed to be on for your life purpose and to bring you fulfilling happiness and love and joy. What got me through my depression, what's got me through these last couple of years is discovering who I am. There is something so magical and so empowering about standing in front of someone and knowing exactly who you are. There's something magical about not letting anyone else rock you with their opinions of you, of your thoughts of you, and and not holding yourself back anymore because you're fearing of what other people think. I'm so, so proud of myself where I've come and I want to share these things with you. My spirituality and my personal development journey have helped me do that. So as time goes on and I get more savvy at this podcast game, I will be bringing you bite-sized episodes every week to help you to find who you are as well. With saying that, I'm going to wrap this up here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, this very first episode. And I'm so excited for next Monday for you to hear our very first story from our very first guest. Episodes will be released every Monday at 7 o'clock in the morning ready for you to dive into during the week and have a listen to. Thank you for giving me the space in your beautiful ear holes. I hope you keep smiling this week and stay beautiful. Hey girl, thanks for listening to today's episode. I would absolutely love it if you took a screenshot of today's episode and popped it up on your Instagram stories and tagged me at underscore Candace Barber. Just so I can see what you're up to while you're listening. That would just bring me so much joy. Also, if you have loved today's episode, please subscribe and leave me a review in iTunes or on your podcast app just so we can help reach more beautiful people. And if you do have a story that you think you'd like to share on the podcast, please get in touch. I'll leave the details in the show notes below. 
until next week girl feel free to come and jump over on insta and have a chat but i will see you next episode